The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be called Great, and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord, of God, the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. It's a great joy to see so many people here at Mass tonight. Father Wiley came back and he goes, I hope you have a lot of hosts. And so I want to welcome anybody who is a visitor who's in town for Christmas, um, and we're really very glad to have you with us this evening, and, um, and wish all of you in advance a very Merry Christmas. I am going to my own family tomorrow after the Sunday Mass is finished, and um, looking forward to watching my four-year-old niece open presents Christmas morning. So. These are things you don't usually get to do when you're celibate. <clears throat> and uh, that's my new phrase when I visit my family. Hashtags, things celibates don't get to do. 
But we are still in the fourth Sunday of Advent tonight, um, which is probably why a lot of you also are here tonight, because tomorrow we'll celebrate the Vigil Masses and then finally the Nativity of our Lord on Monday. And our readings give us a chance to reflect on sort of that immediate coming of our Lord when he first came into the womb of the Blessed Mother. And during this season of Advent, we've been preparing to receive our Lord again, to remember our Lord's first coming into the world as a child. And so in this fourth Sunday, we now focus our attention more on that time he came into the world for the first time, which began with Mary's yes. It began with Mary's yes. And the angel Gabriel coming to her to announce that she would bear a son. And Mary, as a young girl, receives the angel with some apprehension and some confusion. How can this be? Because I have no relations with a man. Not really sure about this. And then the angel Gabriel tells her that she'll be overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. The child to be born with her will be called Son of the Most High. That he'll sit on the throne of David, his father. And hearing this explanation, Mary responds with great awe, with great wonder. When she says, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. It's an expression of great wonder. We don't use the word behold very often in English. We just don't say it very much. In Italy, like they say the word echo all of the time. Like anytime they, like you're going to look for something and they'll be like echo. Or like you're waiting for somebody to come and they'll be like echolo. There he is. And, but in English, we don't really, like when somebody comes to meet us someplace, we don't go, behold, there you are. <laughs> but that's what it means. It's how it translates. It's an expression of wonder. Like an, like an aha moment. There it is. I can't believe it's possible, but there it is. And that's how she responds. It's this response of great wonder. I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And so there's this process she kind of goes through in this small encounter with the angel, this first kind of apprehension, like, I'm not really sure about this. How is this possible? The angel explains to her, and then this expression of wonder, like, wow, this is actually happening to me. And when we think about our own experience of our Lord entering into our own lives, there also was this pattern. 
We hear the gospel proclaimed to us, well, I don't really know if that's really true. I don't really know if I buy all of that. And then this expression of wonder. I can't believe that's true. And he chose me to enter into my life, to transform my heart. That's how this conversion process kind of happens. Some of my favorite RCIA converts, they're people who, they came to class out of curiosity or they came to class just to heckle me. And so they, went, they go through this kind of time of, like, uh, I'm apprehensive, you know, some of what you're saying might be okay, I can't really buy everything. And then one day there's this, behold. Everything that you're saying is true, and now I need to follow it. It's that kind of preparation to be in relationship with our Lord. And even for those of us who are already in relationship with our Lord, we have to go through this over and over and over again. What happens when our Lord calls us to something deeper, to some kind of deeper service? It might be somebody who leads a ministry or somebody who goes to a Bible study. And there's this kind of apprehension, like, I don't really think I'm good enough for that. I don't, I don't really know. I don't know why Jesus is sending me these people right now. I'm not really prepared. And as we sit in that tension, we kind of move through that tension, there's this moment of wonder. I can't believe our Lord has actually called me to this. And following that experience of wonder, there's a movement of surrender in which we say, even though I feel unworthy, even though it didn't seem right, I know that our Lord is moving in this. And so I'm going to go ahead and surrender to him and walk with him in a new way. As we prepare to celebrate the coming of our Lord, it's also a time for us to consider the fact that we've been preparing for him to enter into our lives in a new way, or we've been preparing to go deeper in our relationship with him. Because if we don't want to go deeper in our relationship with him, then it doesn't say much about our relationship. Living a committed Christian life means that we're always falling more and more in love with him. We're realizing that we're at different stages of our relationship with him, that we're more deeply connected with him. 
And that's what our Lord wants to do for each of us. Most especially as we celebrate his birth is to call us into a deeper relationship with him. To call us to something more. To make the kind of impression on our hearts that will reveal to us his greatness. And it will also reveal to us the fact that we truly cannot live without him. Having a faith like Mary's means that we're all going to go through times in our lives of apprehension or times of disbelief. Times where we're not really sure all of this is real. But we also know that those times are always preparing us for that encounter and that sense of wonder. Preparing us to receive our Lord in that new way. So that we can more fully surrender our hearts. And so today let us pray that in these last, this last day of preparation, that our Lord will make us more aware of how he's moving in our lives, of what he's calling us to, of the relationship he's inviting us to, that like Mary, we will be filled with that sense of wonder and awe at the fact that we've been chosen. And that we may confidently surrender our lives to him. In order to grow in our union with him. And become the witnesses of love and joy and peace that our world so desperately needs.